welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. And don't forget to try the new Labatt Blue Light Seltzer Variety Pack. Available at retailers throughout Pennsylvania. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante with T. Frank Carr, and it's quarter number three. You know what that means. It's time to ask T. Frank. This is where we have T. Frank take your questions on football or recruiting or T. Frank's favorite, life in general. If you want to submit your question, you could download our app, Keystone Sports, and there's an Ask T. Frank button. Push that button and ask away. All right, T. Frank, you ready for the questions? Yes, no life advice this week because it's only been football lately, so I haven't expanded my mind anywhere. Just watching film. Okay, well, let's do this. Let's start with Carl. We'll, we'll see if we get a life question in here somewhere. Carl is from Fairfax, Virginia, and he says, it seems as though most of the offensive line players and recruits are better suited for the interior. Is Javen Williams a true tackle, though? Uh, first off, Carl in Fairfax, Virginia, that's where Tony Rojas is from one of Penn State's top linebacker targets. So interesting. Uh, totally irrelevant to his question, but uh, with Javen Williams, it's interesting. Uh, watching his film, going to do a T. Frank's film room here soon on him. Um, he plays guard and tackle both tackle positions for Wyoming missing. Basically what Wyoming missing does is wherever the play is going, Javen Williams will be there in, in front of it, whether he's pulling from the right, pulling from the left, uh, in the middle, if they're doing an inside zone, he lines up there and blows people off the ball. He's longer at six, four than some of the guys I've seen. So as far as potential tackles, yeah, I, I actually think that he could play tackle at the next level. Uh, he's lean, 300-ish pounds, uh, great size, and and I think a little stiff, but not too stiff where I think he can't play on the outside. I So a good comparison in my head, actually, is Ryan Bates when I watch him. He's bigger than Ryan Bates as far as he's got longer arms, and I think eventually he'll be a bigger football player. But as a high school football player, he kind of reminds me of Ryan Bates, of how he moves, how he acts on the football field. So, yeah, he could play tackle, I think. I think that's where I land on that. Uh, and then a couple of the guys, I would agree that they're all mostly interior bodies, but some of them have great length and could play on the outside. So there's a little bit of TBD on some of these guys. They're not overtly tackles, but they're not out of the picture. All right, let's go to Bobby in Williamsport, who says, I'm as excited as the next guy to see Nick Singleton, but how much difference can he make if the blocking from the offensive line is not improved? Uh, that's... Uh, so, he can, on any individual play, be Superman and break two tackles and get a touchdown. That, that is a, that's an outcome he has that other guys don't. So, he could make a huge difference. But how many times are you going to ask a true freshman to do that? And... I don't know that as a true freshman right away, that's a reasonable ask. Now, if he gets out into the open field, all bets are off. Like he's, I see the industry industry comparisons to Nick Chubb with him. And I was, I, I understand, you know, the violence he shows as a runner, the breakaway speed. 
Nick Chubb always had an expressive muscular build. As like his muscles were huge, even if he was 215. And in the NFL, he's 230 and they're even bigger. Nick Singleton's a little more linear to me. Um, a little bit leaner, but the same big strength. So I, I don't I don't I don't really know as far as how he's gonna translate immediately to college football. And what is he doing in the weight room? Is he gonna be 220 by the time he gets on the football field? I, I, it's a curiosity to me. So the offensive line is going to be better this year. I, I'm reasonably confident and Nick Singleton can rip off home runs. So I think just in general, the offense is going to be better, but then how good is everything compared to last year? And then, you know, just as far as it's ceiling, that's the part I'm curious about that. I don't really know because Nick Singleton is so intriguing for a number of ways, even to how he's going to translate to the next level. So, you know, we'll see. You know, it's interesting you say, T. Frank, you're confident that the offensive line would be will be better. If I were a cynic, and I'm not, you know that, but if I yeah. were, I would say something to the effect of, doesn't it have to be better? So, no. good thing I'm not cynical. No, have you <laughs> so So, let me stop you there. As somebody who has watched college football as a job across the nation— all the way to Colorado. If you want to see terrible offensive lines, go watch the tackles for Colorado. It is the single worst display of offensive pass blocking I have ever seen. And the reason it is, is because they can't run block. Because they're always in third and 40. So you want to see truly desperate, terrible play along the offensive line? Just take your blue and white goggles off and go watch something else. Because it can get really ugly. And I've seen it. it like It made me... Dis like. Rev revolt a little bit like I recoiled from my keyboard when I was entering data like whoa that's oh no so it can get worse is what I'm saying it so can there you have it Penn State fans glass half filled by T Frank it could be worse go watch Colorado let's go with Jimmy in Forest City who says T Frank I know Penn State has specific coaches with recruiting responsibilities for certain regions of the country. Is there also a lead for the portal? And if so, who is it? Last year with Tangelo and Ibikiti, we quickly filled two positions of need. Tinsley is a real nice get, but I think we have bigger needs at offensive line and linebacker. Why haven't we been able to seal the deal this year for those positions of need? First of all, they did. Obviously, yep. Jimmy's question came before um, yep. Hunter Norris and they're not done his commitment. So they're, they're not done in the portal. There's still, I think another offensive lineman that we've been tracking as far as the guy they'd be interested in. Um, it's a multifaceted answer to that question because it was obviously uh, a multi-part question. So there is not as of now, from what I can tell a lead recruiter in the portal. And this is something James Franklin has talked about when it comes to, uh, the transfer portal, and how teams are addressing it. In the NFL, you have your pro scouts and you have your college scouts. Somebody is all year round watching potential free agents to say, hey, can this guy fit in our scheme? You know, if he's released or if he's a free agent next year, do we want to go get him? What's his value to our organization? So there's a pro scouting department and then the obvious one that we all know, the college scouting department. Uh, some teams have taken that approach with the transfer portal of high school scouting and transfer portal scouting. Penn State does not have, as of now, and I believe 
Uh, earlier this week, they added three new analysts, including Dan Connor, uh, former Penn State linebacker, to the, the roster. So they are expanding their operation. I don't know specifically if those guys are going to be working on the portal or who is, but I would anticipate that going forward there will be somebody for Penn State who is doing just portal work or 90% portal work. The second part of that is the other thing James Franklin has talked about is if you're not playing by the rules, they can't do anything about it. So if you're a linebacker from UNLV, let's say, let's just give an example of a random school that has nothing to do with something that's actually happened this year. Uh, say you're a linebacker at UNLV and three days later you've committed to Michigan State. That's just another random thing that, uh, you know, another random school. This definitely did not happen in reality. And if Penn State was maybe interested in you, but three days later you're going to Michigan State, what can you do if you're trying to play by the rules and you're trying to take your time and make sure you have a thorough evaluation of these guys like you would if you had a pro scouting department? So that's the that's been the problem that Penn State has had is that guys have committed. Let's say you're a running back who was injured but showed great promise, and suddenly a day after you've decommitted or you've entered the transfer portal, you're going to, I don't know, LSU. LSU. Let's just say that something happened like that. You know, something, a fictitious thing that definitely didn't happen in reality. That all of these things are coming together in real time almost. There has to be something going on, as James Franklin has said, that isn't by the book, that isn't by the rules set out by the portal. So... How do you operate in that environment? That's been the rub for Penn State of we want to do things the right way, but other people aren't. So there's a couple of different problems with it, and I think that they're navigating that the best they can. And it's probably a longer discussion, which I'm sure we'll hit sometime during the offseason. There's the rules and there's the spirit of the rules. You can't contact a player, but can you talk to his high school coach who's talking to him? Right. And and the other part to it is James Franklin, I think when he recruits high school kids, he's looking for more than just the talent. There's yeah. culture and fit, those kind of things. I think he wants to continue that when he talks about someone in the transfer portal, where I believe some other schools aren't quite as concerned about that culture fit. They see the talent, let's bring them in. And yep. uh, Missing I'm not going to say that's in... wrong. Missing on a player can be as bad. You're still going to miss on players, right? So you're still going to miss on talent. But missing on players can be as devastating if you're not getting five stars every year as as uh, missing on a five star because he didn't fit your program. Like having somebody in the building that is actively negative in their personality and all those things can be as big of a detriment as not having a talented player. So th there's valid part ways to go about it either side. Exactly, and you alluded to Michigan State, which really built their team last season with Transfer Portal and are doing that again this year, bringing in a lot of numbers. Penn State has now brought in two guys from the Transfer Portal, and let's say both of them do well. They're two for two. Is that better, yeah. or is it better to bring in ten guys from the Portal and hit on six of those guys? Well, yeah. It was a 60% hit ratio, much less than Penn State. Hey, but, hey, I got six good players. Well, so what uh, if the other four didn't, didn't meet expectations? All right, uh, let's go to Brian in Hartwell, Georgia. He says, hey, T. Frank, when Penn State hosts recruits on campus, does the visit include a discussion of 
NIL opportunities? And if so, how do those opportunities compare to other Power Five schools? Seems like we're headed towards an era of bidding wars between schools for the most talented players. Have you noticed that uh, Brian is in Hartwell, Georgia? He's in Georgia asking that. that question. Yeah. Uh, so but, but, I've but never I been know, recruited I've by met, Penn State. I've met Brian, by the way. Uh-huh. He is a hardcore Penn State fan who just happens to live in Georgia. Okay, but he's also so. consuming Georgia news as well by proxy. Is what my point is. Is he's probably yep. seeing a lot more information about NIL than up here. So I've never been recruited by Penn State, so I don't know what their pitch is. I don't know what they're saying behind the scenes. What we've heard. So uh, my colleagues at Blue White Illustrated, when they're talking to players and they're hearing things, is that uh, you know family, education preparing you for the NFL, and life after football. So the same thing they've been saying before. They are, I, we have not heard anything about NIL when it says what they're preaching or pushing this offseason at Penn State. So the answer to that would be no. I don't think that they're offering anything specifically or in-depth when it comes to NIL. We haven't heard anything about it, and I just don't know the, the disconnect between what we're hearing and what's being said. So that's that part right there. But yes, there is a difference between some schools and what Penn State is doing. And it's going to cause a problem eventually. Real quick, we need a winner. Let's go Bobby in Williamsport. Very good. All right, that is it for quarter number three. Stick around. Quarter number four, we're going to talk recruiting. Stay tuned. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross-check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt Hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hearty souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. 